Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Thursday, October 17th. And before we get going, if you're in Austin, Texas, and you want to party with us on Halloween, make sure to go to the Eventbrite page. You can find it on our Twitter account uh, and sign up to go to the Eastside Tavern for a Halloween pregame happy hour with us. It's going to be fucking awesome. I want to party with you. Yes, you can RSVP now. We just updated it. You could you could see the events let's, on the event. Let's right. be honest, what happened? Mark created the event and yeah. he didn't turn the First time RSVP function. Ah, <laughs> whoops, missed that tab. But as of today, as of now, that's right. You can RSVP your little I, heart out. I, I was really confused why we had zero RSVPs. This because no one could RSVP yet. It felt like high school all over. Again. We got a few texts from Mark. Like, no one's RSVP'd yet. No one's going to the party. <laughs> I got this. $150 Macho Man outfit, and no one's going to be there. We all tried to send calming texts back to Mark. We'll figure it out, bud. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, and we and we did figure it out. So go ahead and RSVP if you're going to be in town in Austin and want to party with us. Or if you are just going to be on the web, tune into the live stream. We're going to be streaming it. It'll be very, very fun. By the way, guys, so, uh, the, the rain hit last night for anyone that was disappointed in, in the length of our post-debate show. But apparently when it rains in Austin, Texas, the internet goes to shit. So apologies for that. Yep. Doesn't rain yeah. much here. It's like when it snows in places like Austin, the whole city shuts down. The internet shuts yeah. down. Yeah, like we're revamping game. our whole stream game. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be incredible. Any, next time. any other negative things to talk about to lead off the show? I have a headache. No, I got a rash. Yeah, I <laughs> earlier. So, that's all yeah. positive. All it's, right. it's 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 we're we're evolving. We're getting. We're, we're, we're we getting let's do the fucking news. All right. all right, let's do the news. Speaking of that, top stories. Pat is gonna take us through a Trump date up front. And then Mark West now take us through a news buffet of other headlines after that. Pat, get us going. All right, guys. Trump easily had his biggest 24 hours in his history as president. No. Big time. This on his thousandth day of, <laughs> as president. One thousandth day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it's such a big day that I'm going to call it a mega Trump day. Mm. Let's start on Tuesday night, boys. Uh, a little visit to the White House by the parents of Harry Dunn, the 19-year-old British man who was killed on his motorcycle in England when he was struck by the wife of a U.S. diplomat, uh, diplomat Anne Skoulas, while, while she was driving down the wrong side of the road. No Skoulas? Skoulas, Skoulas, something like that. Sackaloos. An American diplomat. Drove, wife. drove down the wife drove down the wrong side of the road in, in England and killed just the, murked a motorcyclist. Yikes. Yeah. Dunn's yeah, parents, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, they were visiting the White House to convince Trump that Sekulis should face criminal charges in England. Mm-hmm. This after she fled the country with diplomatic immunity. Well, it, sounds, it sounds like manslaughter and end fleeing the scene. Yeah. Doesn't the, the, the steering wheel being on the other side of the car kind of hit you off as soon as you get in? You know, Wes, a lot, it, have a lot you ever girls, driven over there, though? 
No, but I've driven in countries that that it is on where the you were on the other road. side. Yeah, yeah. but I, mean, I was always Gila, bad at it. I kept veering over to the American side. In the even beginning, though I'm on the wrong yeah, side. Yeah, in the beginning, it was a little tough. sure. But I mean, was, country, was well. that was that the first yeah. car she saw that motorcycle? That was the very first car or vehicle she encountered. Yeah, it really it doesn't make much guys. Sense. Very, very first, very first one she saw drunk. Ooh. Was it three a.m. No, drunk? There you go. <laughs> it's okay. hard to drive over there, and and that's evidenced by President Trump's comment, who said. Uh, you know, those are the opposite roads, and that happens. We're on one <laughs> side, you're on the other. It's tough. Uh, the Getter Dunn Donald had a surprise on the agenda for the Dunns when they sat down with the president. He let them know that the woman who manslaughtered her son was in the next room. Oh, Yikes. man. Yeah, big time. Big time surprise. So yeah. they came in to ask for, I understand for you're uh, upset. prosecution, and then he was like, she's right next to her. He was essentially trying to get a hug it out going. That's what yeah. he was trying to do. We could talk oh. this out. Why don't you just hug it out? He likes to do that. He was going to do that with the uh, with uh, Camp David with the other, you know, the the two groups. The uh, who were they? Yeah. And they? He was trying to fly in the guys. No, no? Well, I don't know. It was an extremely <laughs> no, callous to, move. This one. Bring in I, to the Taliban. Taliban and the other. Oh people. right, right. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. And your rapist is right next door. Let's talk it out. <laughs> He's a mediator, right? This is extremely yeah. callous, but you got to at least admire all business. Yeah, you so try to get it done. That was Tuesday night, guys. Let's take it to Wednesday morning. Approximately 7.30 a.m., President Trump responded to the Democratic debates uh, that happened on Tuesday night with a tweet saying, a record economy would crash just like in 1929 if any of those clowns became our president. Yeah, I thought the circus was canceled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then at 10.25 a.m., the president participated in an expanded bilateral meeting with the president of the Italian Republic in the East Room, and shit got weird. Donald drew some stark criticism on social media after building a wobbly bridge, saying that the U.S. and Italy have a, quote, shared political and cultural history because of ancient Rome. Uh, a lot of people left scratching their heads there. Uh, this was two days after. I can after see where he's coming from with that one. Yeah, yeah. Some people were saying because the founding fathers uh, considered uh, ancient Rome's government policies when they the wrote the bathhouses and the mm. bathhouses uh, i think yeah. that might have been greece is that rome or greece rome yeah anyway this was two days after the 527 year anniversary of uh columbus arriving uh donald went on to say to me it will always be called columbus day yeah no kidding mm -hmm. yeah. we know what's yeah he's always gonna be a columbus day guy he's not all, he was doing, all he was doing was lighting lighting that fire up again he just wants people to freak out about indigenous people's day again i kind of see it I kind of see his point with the ancient Rome thing, but it was just a bizarre way to word it. It was he kind of worded it saying essentially like we started at the same time. Uh, our country being like 274 oh. years old, Rome before Christ. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, let's take it to three o'clock the afternoon, post lunch. Uh, the president met with congressional leadership in the cabinet room, and Democratic leaders walked out of a meeting at the White House. This is during a bipartisan discussion on Syria when apparently Donald Trump decided to take the train off the tracks. Speaker of the House Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, described Trump's performance as a, quote, meltdown. Uh, yeah. Well, what happened? Well, the intensity of the meeting could have been fueled, guys, by the uh, the recent vote where the House overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan vote on a resolution opposing Trump's uh, uh, the Trump administration's troop withdrawal. So no yeah. one's happy about that. No, we've covered that. People are not happy. So this was the meeting where he had to hear about it. Right. And he, and he did not want to. Uh, uh, Pelosi also may have called it a meltdown in part because Donald called her, quote, a third rate politician. Ooh, that's like a D list celebrity. That's like not even calling him a B or C list. Third rate. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's what caused the Dems to walk out of the meeting prematurely. Mm. Uh, huh. dur during the meeting, guys, Donald bragged about his, quote, nasty letter that he sent to uh, President Erdogan on October 9th. And I'm going to kick it over to Mark to read a couple quick excerpts, excerpts from that letter. 
Mr. President, let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people, and I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy. And I will. Don't let the world down. You can make a great deal. History will look favorably if you get this done right and in the humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'll call you I later. I love the I, I will call you later. All right, have That's a good day. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be a tough guy is a great shit talk. It's the original yeah. hardo. Yeah, you know but I mean? and also to a Turkish man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's already shirtless. He can't he can't get any more shirtless, but he's angry. Don't be a tough yeah. guy. Is something your uncle tells you when you're getting too big for your bridges. Don't be a fucking tough guy. Yeah. Uh, I love how I will call you later. Totally just takes the wind out of this being a oh, threatening yeah. later. It's like the guy from the uh, the Georgia. And then you get the dogs he, when he's screaming about ripping mm. off uh, Spurrier's visor, that famous <laughs> viral video. And then he's like, all right, thanks. Have a thank, good day. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Also, during the meeting, Trump called General Mattis, quote, the world's most overrated general. Nice. In- <laughs> That's well, a sick burn well, yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Indicating that Mattis wasn't, quote, tough enough. He went on to say, I captured ISIS. Mattis said it would take two years. I captured them in one month. Did he mean like the most overrated, like four star general? No, he just, just means general, just general. Because I, okay. I guess Mattis's name came <laughs> okay. up. They're not getting along. Like, that guy's overrated. Yeah. Get him out of here. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. So, so uh, everyone said it was a meltdown except for House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, who called the meeting productive and saying that Pelosi's behavior was unbecoming right. and that she stormed out. Um, this is, so I, I don't like this. Whenever Donald and Pelosi get into these like little hissy fits, each side is like. Ooh, my person owned your person. Yeah. They just yeah. like they both had meltdowns. Apparently, yeah, right. But Don, right. I, yeah, I will say this: Donald did walk out of the uh, out of the talks that they were having about the government shutdown. So true. tit for tat. Yeah, walk out on one side. Walk. Out they the need other. to just fuck and get their torrid love affair like over with already. Get all that yeah. sexual tension out of the room. <laughs> you know, God, I'd love to be Donald on that day. <laughs> Not me. Just saying, Pelosi's got it. Let's take it to the internet, guys. Our commentator today for the day is Donald J. Trump. He goes on to say, Nancy Pelosi needs help fast. There is either something wrong with her, quote, upstairs, or she just doesn't plain like our great country. She had a total meltdown in the White House today. There it is. It's very sad to watch. Pray for her. She's a very sick person. <laughs> She's a very <laughs> sick person. <laughs> Pray he for was her. on a heater. Why are people catching on to his Trump tribes? is on a heater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And with That's Trump amazing. being on heaters like this, it's always an opportunity to make some cash on Predicted. If you think Woo. you know what's coming next. So let's talk impeachment odds. What's out there right now? Impeachment in 2019. It hit a 30-day high of 59 cents on September 29th. But it's fallen back to 41 cents. And if you've listened to us, you're probably going with the no on that one. I got $100 and uh, about 200 shares on no in 2019. Yeah. That's 2019. Now let's go to first term impeachment. Uh, this one has moved up, up, up. But after we had tipped everybody to get in on it, it's all the way up to 72, per, 72 cents that he will be impeached in his first term. So if you don't think that's going to happen, now's kind of a good time to hit on that no. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see. For the Senate removal first-term conviction, uh, this is up to $0.22. Cents. Uh, wow. It, it peaked to $0.22, cents, which I don't think this is going to happen. So if that gets any higher, be be looking to get the no on that. because That's a reaction to Turkey, Syria, and his people yeah. 
talking shit about them, but that ain't going to happen. Yeah, well, there's a few of them that are really pissed but off. But keep yeah. in mind, so in the meeting today, the GOP leader uh, came out in his defense. I mean, guys, keep in mind, like, right. the, the Senate conviction means it's going to go through the House, he's going to get impeached, and the Senate's going to have a trial. If you're voting yes convicted. on the Senate, then you're thinking of something new that hasn't come out yet. It's going to be out. fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. If, that, if that were to happen, that's fucking nuts. Right. Right. Well, it'd be the first time ever. So, I, I mean, precedent stands against that. Plus, McConnell's in charge. I don't, I, I don't it, see it. But that. I will say this. It would have happened with Nixon, but Nixon had enough sense to resign. Trump will never resign. He's like a captain well, yeah, who will Trump's go down the ship. Yeah. No way. Well, yeah, and, and he's got a Republican Senate, and I don't know if Nixon did or not. Uh, and also, a number of articles of impeachment. You can go right now. It's weird. The, the market, the two favorites are no articles or five or more. At uh, 29 and 26 cents. So the exact opposites are the favorites. Uh, nice. But you might want to land somewhere in the middle for a nice low rate. Uh, if you want to get on this action, go to predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 to get your first 20 bucks matched, matched on us. It's totally legal in all 50 states. And you can get your money out at any time in straight into your bank account. Easy peasy, really fun gambling site. Get in on it. Predict it is. There you go. All right, let's take it to the news buffet. Daily news. That baby juicy taste. Oh, yeah. Guess what, guys? Scientists have just discovered a new weather phenomenon that has been around for forever, but undiscovered, and they have given it a horrifying name probably to scare the public that used to bully them at recess. What's it called? Whether that's the only power they have. What's it called? Well, what is it called, you ask? Ask it again. Uh, What's it called? What's it called? Ice dildos, close. It's called. These goddamn ice dildos are falling yeah. from the sky. <laughs> that would be that would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's actually storm quakes. Storm quakes, which is a seismic phenomenon that occurs in the seafloor, um, basically after effects of large storms like hurricanes. Uh, and they've been recorded. These storm storm quakes have been recorded as strong as magnitude three point five earthquakes. So Ooh. we're calling them storm quakes," said Florida State University atmospheric scientist Wen Yan Fan. Fan is the lead author of a new study about storm quakes. You might want to drop what you're doing and, and check that out. Atmospheric uh, scientist and masturbation <laughs> yeah. expert, Wen Yan Fan. Yeah. He's a fun, fun guy. Uh, during a storm season, hurricanes or nor'easters transfer energy into the ocean as strong ocean waves, and the waves interact with solid earth, like the ocean floor, producing intense seismic source activity, Fan said. But it's the last thing you need to worry about. That's right, yeah. storm quakes. Well, then why the fuck did you call it storm quakes if it's the last thing we need to worry yeah. about? Pull and this it, guy's fun. And is a 3.5 like nothing? That's just what it's been so far. Well, Appar- apparently they aren't that strong now, but that doesn't mean they won't be forever. Yeah, they burn that name on a weak-ass thing. I think by the time hurricanes become strong enough for those things to matter, we're all fucked anyway. Maybe. What you got, Will? This is kind of like volcano lightning. I like it when like mm-hmm. natural disasters team up to make like greater natural disasters. And this is a big argument against reducing carbon emissions because if you did, you probably would have less awesome natural disasters like teaming up like this. You're right. You're you're absolutely right, Will. That's a good point. There's there's always a sunny side to to a negative. And I that's feel nat- like we're close to making disasters. Godzilla. You know, I I thought Will was going to go with the aliens are pissed off when the storms are going overhead. From the ocean floor, they're sending their own reverberations. Ah. Oh, it's but possible, I too. I, um, I also hate these new terms for weather that seem to pop up once a year, like cyclone bombs or bomb cyclones. And then there was one when, like, the earth was too hot and it cracked the asphalt called, like, earth crackling or something. Or El, El Nino. Yeah, El Nino. Yeah, or El Nino. Come I on, these names. I liked the boy. I liked yeah, the boy. Yeah. El Nino. It's, it's, uh, 
I like when Chris Farley dressed up as El Nino. It's Spanish for the Nino. And I want Holyfield at SummerSlam. Researchers found evidence of more than 10,000 storm quakes between 2006 and 2019 in places like offshore of New England, offshore Florida, and the Gulf of Mexico, and the USA all across it, as well as offshore of Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, and British Columbia in Canada, where we just were. One example is Hurricane Bill, an Atlantic storm in 2009 that strengthened into a Cat 4 hurricane, struck Newfoundland as a tropical storm, and when the hurricane arrived on shore, numerous seismic events followed it off of New England and Nova Scotia, and no one knew what the fuck was going on. Guess what, guys? It was storm quakes, if you remember back then, if you're listening from that area. Hurricane Bill sounds like a drinker. Yeah, no shit. I might get a storm. Hurricane Bill sounds like everyone's uncle. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyways, according to Fan, there's still a lot more to learn about storm quakes, even though he's discrediting their danger, so fuck off. Fan. So is this storm is this storm popping the clutch or not? It it, it could be. It could be. It might, it's a, it's on the verge of. Popping we don't the know clutch. yet. Okay. Yeah. At one point, it could just really fucking open up the grounds and just get, just pee the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hopefully not. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's t- let's take it over to a Dutch cellar. Uh, so there was a very solitary okay. man living in a farmhouse in the northeastern Dutch province of Drenthe. Uh, this is this gonna be like man- a fucked up uh, uh, fairy tale. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, This man was so standoffish and solitary, and uh, the only thing that neighbors knew about him was that he spoke German. So they gave him the nickname The Austrian. So nobody even really knew his name. And they said that if you even stepped on his property, he'd come out of the farmhouse and shoo you away because he just stood there looking out the windows with binoculars at all times of day. He likes a a good perimeter. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's really, really protecting protect this house. Uh, He was a handyman by trade. And everybody assumed he lived there alone. That is until one of the six kids he kept in the basement escaped and ran to a local bar. Uh, the, this is a 25 year old. Well, not a kid, a man. It's a 25 year old man. The first time he escaped, he went to the bar and drank five beers back to back by himself, but then left. And then 10 <laughs> days later, the second time he escaped, he came back and he confided in the bar owner what was going on at home, which was his 58-year-old bedridden father and six of the grown adult children, including himself, were being held hostage in a secret basement by the Austrian uh, for nine-plus years, and uh, he never allowed them to go to school or be in public or anything like that. Uh, So the bar owners called the cops, and now, thankfully, the Austrian and maybe... Potentially the dad are probably detained uh, by the Dutch police and hopefully letting those kids smoke weed and go shopping for the first time ever. Yeah, they have so. so much TV to catch up on. I like how the kid oh, ran straight to the bar and started pounding beers. Wouldn't you? I mean, he needed yeah. a drink. He uh, That's a third nine, nine plus years. See, and he was the oldest. That's a commitment to the game. They, why didn't why, why didn't anyone say, man, this single guy makes a lot of trash. No one, no one thought about that. I bet he yeah. didn't. He probably was starving probably him out. Buried it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Burned it. Also, I don't, I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, exactly. You're, are there, you're on the same are track. Are there grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Well, also, nobody knows where the mom is. Is that so what like, you were that thinking? That one Austrian guy? Yeah. Remember that I one? mean, well, there's six kids, yeah. and then they're 25. Do mm-hmm. they have any, like, two-year-olds? Well, where's the yeah. mom? Any women in there? The mom would be the, the sisters. The, right, but the bedridden dad. So, right. okay. She, no, the they killed her. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of there's lots of loose ends here. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the Austrian is not cooperating with police. Surprise, oh, surprise. The Austrian is <laughs> not not cooperating. <laughs> so, so we don't know all the facts yet. <laughs> but oh my oh, god, what's with those Austrians? Keep at least they're out of the house. At least they're out of the house. Stormquake that house. 
<laughs> All right. All right, moving on, guys. Kim Jong-un is back in the news today, and it's not for the reasons you might think. Uh, no, it seems a little guy made headlines for taking a horseback ride to the top of a very special mountain, Mount Pictou, uh, which is the highest point on the Korean Peninsula and is an active volcano. Um, it is also sacred to many Koreans, um, as, the, as it is the birthplace of Dangun, a made-up bullshit character said to have formed the first Korean kingdom 4,000 years ago. You don't know that's bullshit. Of course I do. Um, of course, Kim is telling uh, um, his followers that he rode the whole way on his beautiful white steed, um, his little fat legs clutching to the side of the horse for dear life. Yeah, he got uh, halfway up the mountain. Yeah, no, he rode he got a, out of sight. He was in a range rover. He was on the horse for yeah, as long range. as it took to take range the rover. pictures, and that's it. They lowered him and the horse down from a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, watching them push his pudgy ass on top of the horse must have been funny. Uh, the mountain is basically a tool for propaganda, as the Kim uh, dynasty has managed to intertwine themselves into the lure of the mountain and Dangun. Um, it is said that Kim Jong-il, Kim's father, was born there. Um, Out of Dangun's anus. Yeah, exactly. Um, some think this bullshit trek is a sign of a big announcement, and the official report by those that were there to witness the great event said, having witnessed the great moments of this uh, top of Mount Pictou, all the officials accompanying him were convinced with overflowing emotion and joy that there will be a great operation to strike the world with wonder again and make a step forward in the Korean Revolution. Uh, my- like, we're all getting iPhones. The Korean <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> He's going to fire more shitty missiles and starve his people more, yeah, is nothing, my, my no- hunch. Nothing new is happening. You're yeah. still hungry. Yeah, exactly. More so. more piranha tanks on the but, way. Yeah, yeah. But the pictures were, were were nice and they were impressive. Just a little more sacrifice. <laughs> nice, nice mountain. Too bad if no you, one's allowed. If to I go was up in it. North Korea and yeah. I saw him, I'd be like, "That's pretty impressive." Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Former Three's company star, thigh master spokesperson, and all around sex symbol of a different time. Wanted to show everyone she still had it by getting down to her birthday suit on her 73rd birthday. That's right. On Wednesday, the now 73-year-old Suzanne Summers shared a photo of herself fully nude, covering up her no-nos in an outdoor shot in some tall grass with flowers behind her, like wildflowers. Yeah, very Uh, 70s. Yeah, exactly. This isn't the first time Summers has has shared a risque photo on social media, like Instagram and Facebook, as she did that uh, back in April, where she was nude in her outdoor bathtub, again with the wildflowers in the background. She's big into the nudity and... And her like Arizona or wherever it is backdrop with the flowers. She's always covering up her unmentionables. Though. Follow yeah. Suzanne Summers. Yeah, both of these pictures, <laughs> the one this week and the one in April, drew some mixed reactions from the internet, to say the least. So I'll read you some from both sides. Uh, Suzanne, I hate to say this, but I don't think that picture is tastefully done. It looks gross. One oh. one person said. Another person said, "I'm an extremely open-minded woman." Um, so that's like like I I'm not gonna lie. Just uh, start off saying that you're you're not open-minded i'm I'm not a racist yeah i'm an extremely open-minded woman but this photo is lacking class and then a third person said suzanne just don't look good anymore to flaunt good enough anymore to flaunt yourself in her old b-day suit sorry Susie, but you're too old for this show some class if you can find it and put on a t-shirt and jeans (laughs) (laughs) now the other side yeah a bunch of assholes she's like she's like squatting in the it's barely it's like barely worse than a revealing dress it's not yeah. very risky. It's not that risky. Why don't you do something classy, like put on an untucked T-shirt and some jeans? My theory is those three people just wish she looked as good as she did in like the eighties and nineties. Yep, uh, we Ka- all wish. Yeah, that. Kathleen on the other side says, "Suzanne, I hope to look. I hope I look that good at seventy-three. I am fifty-nine years old, and you still have me beat. Thanks for the inspiration and happy birthday." And the wood carver for those says for those of you that think she's too old. My wife and I just had our fifty-third wedding anniversary. She's seventy-three. 
Her birthday suit may not fit as well as it did 53 years ago, but I still love to see her in it. Oh, um, I, <laughs> what a the man. Wood carver. Yeah, the, I agree with the woodcarver, baby. The wood uh, the picture, the man. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with the woodcarver. I can drink a beer with the woodcarver. Um, the, the pictures aren't that tasteless, but more importantly, this whole story got me to thinking about Suzanne Summers' Thighmaster days, and let's just say it's a fond memory that should have stuck with me longer. Got it stick sticky. (laughs) (laughs) She was the thigh master, and I was the quickly jerk off in the thirty minute window I had between getting home from school and when my mom came from home from work master. Yeah, you were the master. A couple of masters. (laughs) (laughs) I was the bee master. Master bee. And anyways, we're gonna put an old two. Can't talk now. (laughs) Gotta gotta. I'm running running off the school bus. Why Mark, were you late today? <laughs> Mike, you dropped something. <laughs> Why'd you come home from work early? <laughs> Leave it. Wasn't much, much traffic. Anyways, we were going to uh, put an old, Dan, old Suzanne Summers pickup on the blog for you guys to see because she was something else. And no matter what mm-hmm. side of the fence you are on for the Summers nude pics, one way to for sure look classy, regardless of your age or other wardrobe choices, is by slapping on a nice movement watch and a nice pair of movement ever scroll glasses. I have oh, yeah. both, and I love them both. By now, most of you probably know about their incredible watches, of which they have about 100 different varieties, uh, starting under $100 each. They, they've sold well over 2 million of those in over 160 countries. They also have very slick sunglasses and my personal favorite, EverScroll, blue light filtering out glasses that start at just $65. Not only do they look great and make you the clear-cut, most feared person at bar trivia night, but they also filter out blue light from computer screens and help promote sound sleep, better focus, better sleep, better style. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash factor. Shop Movement Everscroll Blue Light Filtering Glasses. Protect your eyes and look great doing it. Go to mvmt.com slash factor and join the movement. Love that. You're going to want that 15% off. Movement stuff is is the shit. All right. Yes. Let's move on to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. At about 11 p.m. on Tuesday night in Charlotte, North Carolina, over 300 chimney swifts, which is a type of small bird, suddenly flew into the glass front of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, brutally injuring or killing themselves for the most part. That's not Uh, good. Not good at all. Apparently, the birds who didn't die even tried to get up and fly into the glass again. So it was like a <laughs> mass suicide of, of chimney swifts. That would scare the shit out of you. You gotta, be, you gotta wonder what's coming. You're like, this is a movie, right? I got <laughs> this is a movie you. set, yeah. right? If I'm working, at, if I'm working at NASCAR, <laughs> I see a hundred birds die. I'm like, what's behind yeah, them? I'm resigning. Oh, yeah. You're just looking around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sky's purple. Yeah. super scary. Sir, yeah, I can I, no longer work here at NASCAR until we figure out what the birds wanted. Yeah, right. You got to assume the building is cursed or something. They all flew uh, out of the Austrians' house. They they let out the ostrich. (laughs) About 100 of these uh, Swifts are still alive, but in a quote-unquote shocked state and need to be nursed back to health uh, by the local shelter. No word on what they were running from, though. Maybe it was the storm quakes. Ah, could have been the storm quakes. We need to figure out what it was. I hope those birds can get nursed back to health and tell tell their story. It's just like an airborne (laughs) disease that they can see. (laughs) They are really cute birds, actually. There's pictures of the people. They were. Nursing back. No, no, the ones that are still alive, they're like shocked. Makes them even cuter. It's funny. I love a shocked animal. <laughs> Will's a big, big bird guy. He was pointing out all kinds of birds to me in, uh, in, in, in Vancouver. It was, oh, it was yeah. beautiful. 
Stellar's <laughs> Jay was my favorite, I believe. Stellar's Jay was, was a nice. What was the giant bird that he poo pooed? Like that's not night hair. Oh yeah, well, oh, night, night hair is not night that hairy. big. I see, <laughs> I see night hair three times a week. <laughs> a fucking dinosaur on a roof. There's a seven foot bird on top of a roof next door to us. Just like the biggest bird I've ever seen in my life. He's like, what? That? <laughs> He's like, that's nothing. Yeah. Why are you impressed that was, by that? That thing was three feet tall. Mark's not very good at identifying the height of birds. Okay. Biggest bird I've seen on a roof. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. In more news from Korea, Kim Jong Un's favorite and the world's largest child porn site has been shut down from the dark net uh that's the same as dark web right pat that's the same as dark web okay anyway the site was run by a six south korean national and he and he along with 337 users worldwide have been taken down and arrested the site called oh. welcome to video uh was run out of south korea and justice oh. department agents seized eight terabytes of child porn from the server terabytes terabytes oh my god that's, that's a lot that's, that's 337 that's a name too that's not the group you want to be involved in no. no yeah and this child porn is is like serious fucking child porn. it's the worst it's bad. Yeah. yeah i mean it's although child porn is wor- although bad. i don't know if you were one of the cops this has got to be one of the most satisfying days ever to like just like knock these dudes on their asses and then walk mm-hmm. out with their servers right in front of their faces yeah it's oh, gotta yeah. be wes yes, of course pretty good all of it yeah. is the worst. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is most people don't understand like great how bust. bad it can how actually it. get. Yeah. Absolute yeah. great, an absolute great bust. A lot cooler than like when you seize a hundred pounds of weed type bust. Right. All yeah. time having yeah. some beers and, cr- and 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 feeling real good after that bust. Yeah. yeah. So apparently these people would pay for the content with uh, Bitcoin. That's how they would uh, keep their themselves secretive. Also, 23 miners who were being abused by the site's users were also rescued. So that's good. And um, I mean. I don't even think they should waste any time with these fuckers. If kill them. Just throw in a pit of crocodiles. Fucking kill them. Yeah. No Kim jo- send, him, send him to Kim Jong-un for the piranha tanks. Yep. Fuck yeah, him. piranha tanks. Kill these pieces of shit. I agree. No, no, I don't want to pay for them to be sta- fed and alive in prison. Um, and that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Remember what Will said at the beginning of the show. Our Eventbrite invitation RSVP tab is now active. So you can RSVP to our event on um, October 31st at the um, Eastside Tavern in Austin. Come out and party with us. Um, and then uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to dress up, get drunk, and uh, we'll have some. Best uh, costume pr- wins a prize. Yeah, we'll have other right. contests yeah. too. Drink specials, some laughs. It'll be fun. Competitions galore. Prizes galore. Drinks galore. Laughs. Yeah. Galore! It's a galore fest. Yeah. Also, uh, we will we will be in New York City next week, um, ingratiating ourselves into the shows up there. So we'll keep you updated on uh, which shows you can find us on outside of this regular podcast. And um, hey, we've gotten a lot of DMs asking for stickers with people that have also bought shirts. So keep those coming. We love those. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, follow us at Hard Factor News on Twitter and Instagram. Share the pod with a friend. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. 